of. It's the sport of pickleball. I was actually out for a run the other day in Victoria, and they've turned what used to be a basketball court, never used, and they built all these little pickleball courts, which are great looking. Uh, they're quite small. They look a bit like badminton courts. Uh, it's a it's a tennis net. They play with things that look like big ping pong paddles, and the ball looks like a wiffle ball, if that's if that's a good enough description of, of, of pickleball. But it's certainly popular. There are courts popping up all over the place. There were people using the tennis court uh, not far from where I live the other day uh, as well. It, it's still a tennis court. People still play tennis there, but there's obviously a time uh, when pickleball takes over. So I looked up pickleball. I didn't really realize much about it. It was invented back in 1965 as a kid's game, so it's not new. Actually, not far from Victoria, where I am, Banbridge Island, Washington State in Puget Sound, not so far from Seattle. And this year, also didn't know this, it was made Washington State's official sport. <laughs> there you go. Um, but every time you, if you Google it, you always see these articles about these battles between pickleball players and neighbors because it's kind of noisy because the ball is plastic and the paddles are wooden. So I was reading that researchers have shown that the sound of a solid pickleball paddle hitting one of those hard plastic balls can be about 25 decibels louder than that. Even of the hardest hit felt covered tennis ball, you be the judge. Right. So I should have explained the first one there is the tennis ball. The second one there is the pickleball. But lots of people love pickleball. So there must be a solution here. Um, is there a happy medium between pickle, pickleball and peace? Joining me now is Walter Necht. He's the president of Pickleball BC. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Well, thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, how can so, I, I mean, I, well, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I, it, it's not just me, right? This is there's really been a real explosion in popularity of pickleball in the past little while. I, I see it especially this year now that everyone's allowed to get out and have fun again. Yeah, probably a big explosion happened during COVID because you know everybody had to get out and do something, and pickleball outside was a pretty safe um, thing to do. So um, we we saw a huge increase in membership last year. Mind you, our membership has been going up at about twenty five to thirty percent year on over the last five years since I became heavily Yeah, that's astounding when you think of all the other sort of sports of its nature out there. You know, the ten tennis has obviously been declining in popularity. At least the courts near us were never particularly full. You think of other games, lawn bowling and so on. I mean, pickleball is really uh, an outlier in some senses when it comes to this kind of game. Why do you think it's so popular? There's a number of reasons. And, you know, the, some of the... The big ones are it's 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 really easy to get into it. It'll take me about five minutes to explain to you how to play, and you'll be able to hit the ball over the net. And uh, it'll take another fifteen years for you to become good at it, mind you. But uh, it is an easy start. It's relatively inexpensive. You can buy a new paddle for fifty bucks if you'd like, or some guys will spend three hundred dollars on it. The I realize. Uh, it, sorry, go ahead. It, it's it's easy to access any. Any outside, you know, paved surface works pretty well. The original courts down in Bainbridge were somebody's driveway. And they just That's popped right, up on yeah. there. Yeah. There's a, a lot of tennis courts being repurposed or dual-purposed at the present time, and we're getting a lot of our dedicated courts, which is the best way to go. We, you know, we don't really want to take away from another sport. Every every sport has its place in our society, but the, the social aspect of 
pickleball, I think, are quite unique. You know, we used to go and phone somebody to go play tennis or phone somebody to go hit the baseball around a bit. Now we go to the pickleball courts and we expect there will be 15 to 30 people there. So you don't have to organize it ahead of time. You get a fair bit of time standing around talking, exercising your brain, and then it's your turn on the courts and you get a little physical exercise. It's a, a big social event for a lot of people. I could give you names of about 15 couples that, that says they've saved our lives. We have now something in common. Or the my husband's heart attack, he couldn't do some of the more strenuous things like the grouse grind, but he certainly could go out there and play pickleball. So it's... Um, is it... Is it- is it popular for, for folks of all ages? Like, I mean, when I go by, I often see people, like I see younger couples, I see older folks, I see all kinds of people out there playing. It, it's all over. The, we had a guy retire. He gave me his paddles six months ago, and he was only 92. <laughs> but uh, have a lot of octogenarians playing. Um, probably the average age, I think, is in the low 60s across the country right now. We do have some... Uh, 12 and 14 year olds who are pretty good. They can certainly run a lot faster and they got a lot more energy. And it's, you know, it's pretty easy. We do a fair bit of uh, teaching in schools right from the kindergarten up. Kindergartens don't get into too much of a serious game, but they, you know, they get out there and beat the ball around a little bit and they have a good time at it. So it's a popular, probably more so with the retired crowd because we can go out there and play at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. But there's lots of evening play for the uh, people that still have to work and pay taxes. In the summertime, there's a lot of youth out. Uh, so this evening, and there was a, I think the young guy is 12 now, been playing with us. He plays with the adults. He's been playing with us for a year now. So it's not restricted to the the old people anymore. You, you said earlier it was invented for the kids, and it, it was, but. When you read the story, the adults soon took it over, and the kids didn't have a chance anymore. And we are working hard to get the youth back involved and into schools to teach and to make a sustainable sport for them. And, uh, it's not easy to break in on some of those things, but we're working on it. When I um, described it earlier as sort of a combination of a whole bunch of things, it, it, that's about right. The ten- it's a tennis net. It looks a bit like a badminton court in terms of its size. Um, it's played with paddles that look a bit like uh, you know, like big ping ball. I mean, they're they're wooden, right? Uh, so how do you how do you how do you score? What, what's the uh, what sort of? I don't need to. I mean. You don't need to explain it all to me, but what's how do you score? And, and I guess it doesn't involve a huge amount of running around, right? So it means that people of all ages can sort of play against each other. We can play against each other quite easy. The the badminton the, the court size is a badminton court outside dimensions, and ninety percent or ninety five percent of our play is doubles, which you know two things is social, and uh, we don't have to run so far. So you'll see a lot of people that come from other sports that have some form of leg injury and they wear a brace, but that's not from pickleball very often. So the the fact that it's a small court makes it so much better, but uh, don't take that as it's a, a slow game. When we get 15 feet apart from each other and slamming the ball at 40 or 50 kilometers an hour, you've got to react pretty fast. Yeah, I was the watching the, uh, 
the world championship. I was watching professional pickleball, pickleball and, and they really do bat the ball at each other. Yeah, and it, it, it's a big cat and mouse. You might have noticed that there's a lot of short play where we just tap it over the net back and forth, trying to get the opposition to make a mistake and then look out, we're going to slam it at you. So <laughs> the the scoring system is, is one still unique where you can only score when your team is serving which puts a lot of drama into the thing. There's a number of times when we normally play to 11, but if a team gets down, you know, as much as 10-0, they still have a chance. And there's many times when the tide changes, you take a timeout and momentum moves, and next thing you know, you're ahead 11-10, 12-10, and uh, you get the W in the column. So So lots of, and just the the exponential growth of it, uh, I find fascinating because there are so few new things that really take off like that, that are just, you know, sort of good old fashioned outdoor social sports. Uh, Walter, I haven't touched the elephant in the room yet, which is the noise. (laughs) So we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll get back. uh, We'll we'll talk to you about that when we get back. We're talking pickleball this half hour, the very popular sport these days. Walter Necht is the president of Pickleball BC. Uh, one of the issues, of course, I'm sure you you know this this issue all too well because it seems to pop up all the time, uh, is just about about the noise. It's it's odd that way because every time I um I, you know at first I thought okay it happened here in the Victoria area where I am there was sort of a story about noise and pickleball and I thought oh that's you know it must just be a neighborhood thing and then I googled it and realized there were stories from all over North America like the LA Times had written a big story about it. Uh, what do you make of all of all that? What, it, how is it? Is it is it uh, as contentious as it seems as it seems to be? There are some some issues there. I don't want to avoid this issue, but I'd like to just go back one comment here. I looked up our membership numbers in 2016, and we had 1,600 in the province at that time. And the end of July this year, I'm predicting 11,000 registered members. Wow. So just an example of the growth. Yeah. So that's great. Back, back to the. Uh, the volume of the pickleball game, it uh, gets intensified by a few things. We will put, uh, you know, as many as eight or ten times the number of people on a particular footprint compared to tennis, for example. And you get that many people together and not far apart, and we all basically know each other. There's a you know, tremendous amount of trash talk going back and forth, so that gets loud. The ball, as you demonstrated prior to the segment here, is a bit loud. The paddles are usually a composite fiberglass and something material at this point. The wooden paddles are still out there, but the the composite fiberglass ones perform much better for us, but they're still noisy. And the the noise adds up, particularly when you get, you know, four or six courts together in in an area all going, you get 24 people out there banging back and forth, it can get a little noisy. So they have, there has been some issues. There's been some courts shut down. There was one in Victoria in the, the capital region there where it got shut down here a few months ago. The neighbors complained. There's been some mitigation attempts made. And uh, I know it's a it's an issue. It's This conversation yeah. is timely. We are doing some testing, actually, next week on some of the noise issues and um, various balls from a half a dozen manufacturers. I think we've got 15 or 18 different paddles that we're going to run through some tests and do some sound measurements on them. I've engaged an acoustical 
consulting firm to help us out and get some recommendations on on citing new places, on the issues that the neighbours may face and things like that. So we're trying to take a, a proactive stance to the to the concerns that uh, neighbours have, municipal governments have, and of course the pickleball community does not want to lose any opportunity to play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess some of the things I've seen, obviously, there's the idea of, of using a different kind of ball, but I imagine that might take away from the game. Um, you just need more space, right? I mean, really, if the sport's growing in popularity, uh, you, you, you know, you can't be playing on tennis courts because they weren't built for that uh, with that in mind, right? No, you get a tennis court in every neighborhood and they're, they're, you know, like 50 yards or less from residences and that's a bit probably a bit too close for the pickleball sound, particularly when we'll put, you know, eight times the number of people on the, the surface, eh? So it gives a yeah. lot of people and a lot of noise. So relocating the court is obviously a financial challenge to that. Finding space in some areas is a challenge. You get some of the, the smaller cities across the province where land is not as expensive as it is in either Victoria or Vancouver or even that's not such an issue. Going inside is obviously a, an opportunity to sort of mitigate the noise problems, but a lot of us would really prefer to play outside. You know, the, Even though the wind blows the ball around, we'd rather have that than being inside on a nice sunny day. So it's unfortunately not a, a simple problem to, to address. There is a whole bunch of stakeholders that have different perspectives on what's acceptable. We have looked and contacted some manufacturers of both balls and paddles to say, are you doing anything to, to change the, the volume of the game? And most of them are saying no, because it's so popular. Why would we at this point? But right. we do know from all kinds of media coverage that there are issues, let's call them, across um, North America, for sure. Yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, one would think, though, that as it becomes more popular, that there is a solution out there. And again, I, I gather it's, uh, you know, what they did here in Victoria is they built some courts in what was a parking lot and um, basketball court in a park where there isn't any residences nearby. And it seems to be very popular there, too. But that doesn't really solve the problem of it's becoming increasingly popular. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess really... You know, governments always talk about, from municipal all the way up, always talk about wanting to encourage people of all ages to go outside and be active. And what better way to do it than this? So one would assume that there has to be a compromise or a solution here uh, somewhere if, if there's enough pressure on people to make uh, to make room for pickleball out there. Yeah, and it's, it's a big social issue, that's for sure, because you know, the number of people that we get out um, is quite a bit, and it's, um, you know, not expensive it, it's, it's addictive in a sense where you see the same people back all the time but there's lots of people out and the governments have to realize that we've got to do something and then the easiest for them is to either take us out into the country or build a building so we can control the noise in that area but both of those are expensive options yeah so absolutely we are looking at at all kinds of uh, other some natural remedies, like you put space between you, or you put a, a, a berm or something else, or oh. some of the equipment is 
is difficult to change, but again, that's in the conversation. Uh, Walter, we're running out of time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your insight on this. Um, and now I know 11,000 people from, from 1600. That's a remarkable number in BC alone. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Walter Necht. Thanks for having me. Take care.